I'm Pastor Nick Monsma from Fresno Christian Reformed Church, and this is what I'm calling my weekly cleanup from Sunday's sermon, where I return to the topic of the sermon from the previous Sunday to dig a little bit deeper. So today I'm talking about a sermon that I preached for January 17th, 2021, and it was a sermon on 1 Peter 2, verses 4 through 10. This is part of the series that I've been preaching on what it means to belong to a church. And the theme of that sermon was this, that we know our lives need to be made up of, of precious worship acceptable to God. We know that deep in our hearts. And what God teaches us is that we become precious and acceptable as offerings to God in the church built on the perfect forgiveness and acceptance of Jesus Christ. So the thing I wanted to follow up on from last Sunday's sermon was the theology of the two ways I described trying to live life without the church. So I, I jumped off into these two ways from the word, uh, from the words precious, that's in the uh, in verse four there, and then the word acceptable in verse five of the text. You might remember those words: precious, Jesus is precious and acceptable. Uh, our offerings to Him are acceptable. So the two, class, the two ways that I described trying to live life without the church are the two classic errors regarding how to use God's law. So the one side, the one error is called legalism, or Tim Keller, I know, calls it religion. The other side is called antinomianism. Uh, Tim Keller labels it irreligion, or this is maybe the most helpful way to call this other this other error, you could call it relativism. So let's talk about each of those. So first, legalism is the, is the error of trying, attempting to be saved by following God's law, by trying to be a good person. So historically, especially in Protestant theology, like our own uh, Reformed theology, it's understood to be the error that Paul was so against in many of his letters, writing things like, as we read in Galatians, he writes this at the beginning, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. And then a little later in the book, he writes, you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So the traditional understanding of these sorts of verses is that Paul was warning Christians against this idea that if they followed the Jewish law, or if they followed the Old Testament law, or if they followed some other law, some other set of moral rules, or some combination or adaptation of these moral rules, then they would achieve salvation. And it's important to emphasize that you can fall into the error of legalism, whether you claim to be a believer or not. You also don't have to think that you're a law-abiding, rule-following, better-than-average person to be a legalist. Anytime your hopes for heaven, your confidence that you are saved goes up and down depending on your sense of how good a person you've been, anytime you treat God as though he's like Santa Claus promising to reward you with heaven if you've been a good boy or girl, anytime this is how you live life or think about life or think about how you've been doing, you are a legalist and you're not putting your hope in the right place. 
That's the error of legalism. The other error is relativism, and this is the idea that it doesn't matter how you live. So you can also fall into the error of relativism, whether you claim to be a believer or not. Those who don't claim to be Christians but are relativists are the sorts of people who insist that there is no real universal standard of morality. Morality is whatever the community thinks is right, or morality is whatever you think is right, or, or whatever. In the end, the relativist says it doesn't matter objectively how you live. Uh, and I, I think many people who fall into this error do so not in the things they say as much as in the way they live. So they just live as though it doesn't matter that much whether they do what is right or wrong. They can rationalize anything. When believers do this, when they commit this error of relativism, uh, it's the error that, that Paul wrote about in Romans when he wrote these questions. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Or what then? Shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? The idea is this. Hey, if I'm forgiven and have been promised heaven, then I'm not going to worry too much about my sin and how I'm living life because I know it's all forgiven. You should, though, worry about sin if you're a forgiven person because you should want to be glorifying God. If, on the other hand, you excuse yourself and give in to temptation because you say to yourself, well, God will forgive me then you are being a relativist. Now, Tim Keller helpfully points out that even relativists deep down become legalists because no matter how much you think you don't have to worry about following those rules of morality, all of us worry about whether we are good enough. So both of these, legalism, getting your sense of worth and salvation from whether you're living up to the precious standard of God's law, and relativism, insisting that you are acceptable just the way you are, and you don't need to worry too much about being a better person, both of these are errors. The gospel, though, tells us this, that we are sinners and that we are not measuring up. That Jesus is righteous and he suffered the penalty for us, and if we put our faith in him, then he has taken away our guilt. And finally, that if, we, if that has happened to us, we now have the Holy Spirit who inspires us to live good lives that glorify God, not out of an effort to, to, be, uh, to, to think that we have, have earned our salvation, but out of thankfulness to him. So that's the cleanup for this week, uh, and you can find the links to the sermon I mentioned here and links to other sermons and in, more information about our church at fresnocrc.com dot org.